Hello, welcome to the Metapod, where we talk about the evolving meta here on the Metapod podcast. We have not only this dingus right here, Jake, atrocious gameplay, some of you may know, but we have the biggest deal in the history of sponsorship news sites, our very own Gyroshan. Being sent and signed by a very impressive crew of big names. So, Sean, if you ever doubt yourself ever again, I swear to God, I will come down to New York or (laughs) wherever you live and I will slap some sense into you, silly, because, Sean, let's kick this off with the huge announcement that you made in the last week. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Yeah, I was uh, I was approached by Caleb Gettimer who's a, a longtime player, I think fairly well-known player. Um, he is the content editor um, for Channel Fireball. And if you don't know Channel Fireball, uh, they are like really big in the Magic the Gathering scene, like very, very large, like a big company. They do a lot of like, they sponsor players, they sponsor creators, um, they sell cards as well. Like that's, that's how they make most of their money is between card sales and subscription to their site, the same way that Six Prizes runs it. So they have articles and things. So they signed me um, to to make budget deck videos for them. So they launched a YouTube channel. It's a, it's a big deal uh, I, for me, especially. It's a um, huge deal for in my <laughs> anyways. We'll get back to that. You keep going. You keep no, going. I mean, but so they signed me to do budget deck lists, um, which I'm I'm genuinely like, you know, thank you to Caleb uh, for for reaching out for that. I appreciate it. Seriously. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to try to make some cool budget deck lists and uh, you know, feature some of the best ones that people out there are making, uh, so that, you know, if you need a deck list for under a hundred dollars and that's assuming you have zero cards, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have cards already. So it's even less than that, but a hundred dollars or less from scratch is what I cover. And, um, as of the time of this podcast being out, there will be two videos live on the channel that I did. There will be a mad party deck list, which came out last week. And Decidueye Obstagoon, I did have to record some of these just a hair in advance. So I don't have Altaria goons, but Decidueye Obstagoon is up there. And if you really just want Altaria, you know what to do. You know what to change. You know, I got I to gotta watch that video because I started playing Decidueye Obstagoon in the Players Cup. And uh, I, need, I need some help. Not saying that I'm doing horribly. I just, I just always want to get a little peek, you know, at, uh, at some inside information. But this is... This has been like weeks in the making because we let's just go over this list of people who have been signed. I have this list pulled up courteous to uh, or courtesy courtesy to Sean, who gave it to me. It was a Twitter uh, Twitter thread from Channel Pokemon Channel Fireball's Pokemon page. Sander Wachik, I I think that's how you pronounce it. the the control guy. We talked that's about what him I was before. Your favorite, your favorite, oh yes, Jay. John had mentioned my favorite, and I was like, is this a trick question? Am I supposed to say Sean? Like, what, no, <laughs> like, no. what do your, I do? Your Bay Sander is a part yeah, of this group. The man I aspire to be, Sander, is in this group. Xander Paro, a wonderful dude. I have uh, I've watched his streams and stuff, and wonderful guy. Alex Shemansky, Caleb Gedimer, obviously the uh, the head editor, you said? Mm, yeah, he's like the content editor, basically the person who ran finding all of these awesome players. Emery Taylor, who we've talked to on the podcast, big name, Grant Manley, kind of 
one that kind of goes under the radar a bit, I would say. I would Isaiah say he, Bradner. I would what? Say Grant, I'm sorry. I would say this. Grant goes under the radar during PTCGO world, but IRL. Yes. Yeah. He, I think he's kind of like, you know, taking more of a step back uh, post pandemic. Anyways, we'll keep going down this list. Isaiah Bradner, we talked to him before. Great dude. Justin Bokari, another name that you don't see too often in terms of like streaming stuff, but we know that he's a fantastic player. Michael Pramwatt, someone who actually just started more consistently streaming as a content creator, but you better know who his name is if you're into competitive Pokemon because he's a big deal. Pablo Mesa Tablemon, one of the big content creators in the uh, Twitch scene and also on YouTube. Stefan Ivanov, wonderful player. I casted with him recently. Very great guy. Tord Reckliff, another fantastic player that has just started streaming as well. Will Jenkins also started streaming. Azul GG, one of the biggest... Uh, content creators on Twitch. We got Chip Ritchie, one of the uh, casters. Sean. Sean, how do you say your last name, actually? Stogner. Stogner. Okay, I want to say Stoner, but I was like, I can't. <laughs> Everybody wants right. to say Stoner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just really, I like, mean, it's like, it's the human brain that's like, I think there's a, there's something with the human brain that like only needs like the first and last letter to be able to distinguish like what word it is. <laughs> or something like that and so like you look at the first two letters or like you look at the first two letters st you look at the last two letters er and you're like oh stoner no but it's uh <laughs> but like that, that list of names you've read out and then you're like pablo will jenkins toward rec lab azul gg trainer chip me <laughs> what Sean, baby it's, the biggest uh, signee the most the like literally the most, the best signee, because you know what? This is the up and comer. This is the up and comer, right. Jack Roshan. But it's absolutely insane, this list of people. And throughout the last couple of weeks, like I had seen on Twitter, like, oh, I'm leaving XYZ, or I want to thank XYZ for my time here. I want to thank A, B, and C for the wonderful support. And I'm like, why are all these people leaving? <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> what's going on? And then all of a sudden, this announcement came out, like, October 1st and it it was just insane to watch unravel it's it was, absolutely uh, bonkers yeah it was it was a pretty crazy launch obviously like you know launching big is awesome but really what it's got to be this whole crew of people like they're making articles they're making videos um and you know it's about keeping it up over time so like that's on me and that's on the rest of this crew um so I think it's really exciting though obviously uh but I would say like, you know, I, we're not getting, there's no promo for Metapod uh, as part of this, uh, but dang, yeah, sorry. Uh, but I mean, look, the door is always open, but um, look, there's a dude right here that creates content on Pokemon. <laughs> but, hey, 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 you know, you want to get a two for one Metapod, get Metapod, which is more important, but you could get this guy, which is like the, the atrocious Jake. That's right. Yeah. You can get atrocious Jake and therefore you get the Metapod. But I Two was going to say, you, it, the one thing, the, the main thing that they're um, promoting, I'll say, um, and you know my affiliation to this now, is uh, the, it's like a pro plus subscription. So you pay 10 bucks a month, you get access to all the articles. It's very similar to, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Six Prizes or, you know, all those other websites. The difference here, though, is because they also sell cards. That $10 a month that you pay gets you access to all that content and gets you $10 in store credit. It's actually technically $9.99. So you make one penny every month, technically. 
And that credit has, it rolls over. So you don't have to use the $10 right away. And if you buy a whole year up front for a hundred bucks, you get $120 worth of store credit, uh, you know, $10 a month. So you actually save 20, you get basically $20 for free in store credit from them. Um, so my, this is like, if I wasn't even associated with them, if this is the type of thing that you're interested in, if you, you know, don't have uh, an online store that you usually just buy from that you prefer, like if you're kind of open in that front, um, and you also just want to get access to some really great articles by awesome people, it's basically free as long as you expect to spend 10 bucks a month, roughly on average. That's the only thing I would say there. So I think that's one main difference from them of like their monetization model is not necessarily about paying for the articles, although that's a part of it. It's really about getting people to buy cards from their store, buy boxes from their store, et cetera. Um, one, thing, one thing I want to say that you actually left out I saw Isaiah oh. Bradner tweet this and I actually tweeted my opinion. I have no affiliation. I got I got nobody to tell me what to do. This is a <laughs> truthful, open, honest answer. I quote, store credit the same amount you pay per month, plus there is a free entry in a monthly PTCGO tournament being announced soon. Isaiah Bradner tweeted about how there's going to be mm-hmm. PTCGO tournaments monthly announcing being announced soon and you and members get free. So not only with your $5 a month or $10 a month, you uh you get that like store credit, you get all the access to the articles, but you get free entries in a tournament. So basically, you go in and you can win stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like I don't know. That's a pretty good deal in my opinion. And you know, those tournaments are going to be, I think, I think they're, I want to, I don't know all the details and I don't know how much I can reveal at this point. Yeah. You don't, I just, I I just say say, what I'm seeing. I will say, I think the tournaments are actually limited only to channel fireball pro members. Meaning if you're not a member, Oh, I'm sure about that. Uh, But you will have the opportunity to play against all the people that they've currently signed. Um, and you know, in one tournament or not in every tournament, obviously, but great. That means I'm going to lose. Well, <laughs> I'm never win. I will say there might, there might be some interesting perks to beating some of these opponents. That might mm. be a feature that is built into the tournaments. I will say no more. I'm sure I just want to somebody... express that. Oh, and trainer chip will be casting the tournaments. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Actually. So, yeah, I like that. I just want to express again that uh, Sean is uh, now signed by Channel Fireball, affiliated with it. I have no affiliation whatsoever. I think that's, I think legally we have to say that every time yeah. we talk about Channel yeah, Fireball. I mean, uh, I, I, here's the thing too. Metapod is not affiliated with Channel Fireball. I personally am, but we will not be shilling Channel Fireball every episode. Do not worry about that, listeners. 100%. You will not touch this until you sign me. I'm just yes. kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, look, I'm all about, you know, I want them dollar dollar bills too, you know. And like, <laughs> Metapod, you're a part of this. So, you know, if we want to make that Skrilla, we're going to make it, okay? I'm not going to give too much free advertising away. But I think this was bigger news than just me. And so it made sense to at least talk about it. No, this was actually very interesting because I'm going to be honest, like, I have never I'll I'll be I'll be upfront. I've never thought about like buying subscription to articles just because it's like not necessarily in the budget, because usually it's just from what I've known. It is just you pay to see the articles, right? That's it. You know, you pay 99 cents to read an article or whatever. And 
I don't I don't have the budget to just like throw a dollar here, throw a dollar there, throw a dollar here, throw a dollar there. Well, and also if there's a lot just of great for, content for free. Let's be frank. Yeah, like there's there's so much content that you can read on like YouTube and and Twitch. Like I I literally don't have Netflix because all I do is YouTube and Twitch and work 9,000 hours of the day. But anyways, so like the fact that there's like the store credit attached to it, the fact that there's free entry this is like actually in especially after seeing this lineup of people like this is pretty I haven't done it yet, but like this is pretty convincing. Like this is the closest I've ever been to buying a subscription for like Pokemon article content, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and like I said, look, if you have the means to do that 10 bucks a month to commit to that, you get that $10 store credit and it rolls over so you can basically save it up to buy boxes. You know, you know, yeah, what I that's mean? what like, I'm going to do. That's what that's like what I'm going to do, because we don't have I'm going to use that like for stream. Yeah, it's so it's it's super nice. So, you know, I think it's a cool deal. But um, but Jake, Jake, I don't want to talk about Channel Fireball anymore. I yeah, because I'm not signed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to talk about I want to talk about that new new. What's oh, that God. new new, Jake? The new new is that there is a necessary releasing. I'm just well, I mean, there is that. And well, I'll just talk about this first because it's very, very minor in the collecting world compared to what is coming up. But there's a necessary releasing alongside Shiny Star V that comes out in, uh, I believe it's November. It's in Japan only because Shiny Star V is the hit is the hidden fates of Japan for their holiday set. And it comes with like with a with a deck box, two shiny star V booster boxes, sleeves, a coin. And by golly, I love Nessa so much that I have to have it. Um, so that's what I'm excited about. But the, what the rest of the world is excited about is this one Pokemon. Sean, do you know what uh, Charizard is? I, I don't know, man. I think it has. It's like charge, like char. It's like it's burning. So I don't know what maybe lizard, a burn, a fire lizard. I don't know, man. You would be correct. It's basically <laughs> a fire dragon with wings. But one thing that has gone on, we have seen Gigantamax Charizard. You know, we saw it in Darkness Ablaze. I pulled one. I, I made it to Charizard Country. Sean, did you make it to Charizard Country? I made it to the promised land indeed. Exactly. So, so Sean and I are in the exclusive club of Max Rarity Charizard in the. <laughs> or are we? <laughs> or are rest we? Did they just? Did we learn about the VIP room inside the exclusive club? We did learn about the VIP room, according to Pokey Beach, two days ago at the time of this recording. Shiny Star V announced that they'll have a hundred and twenty-seven shiny Pokemon, literally hidden fates, including. Toxtricity, Scorch, Dragapult, Ditto, Lapras, Boltund, Decidueye, Oranguru, and the big kahuna that everybody's talking about and the only thing that people care about is Charizard G-Max. Charizard G-Max is going to be released in Chinese Star V. Set will contain 190 cards before secret rares and will feature shiny reprints. 127 shiny Pokemon as secret rare cards, 300 total cards in this set. This in in from what I know, this is huge in Japan. Like a 308 card set is gigantic. And I assume though like are these are these special sets 10 10 card sets in Japan? 
Yes. So if yeah. you don't know, like Tag All Stars was the last holiday set in Japan. It was a 10 pack booster box with a guaranteed and hollow in every pack, right? Yes. Guaranteed hollow in every single pack. Um, well, it, it, that was what that's like what it is for Legendary Heartbeat. Tag All Stars oh, okay. is a little bit different because they you get like a guaranteed GX, I think it was. I mean, you get like a guaranteed GX. I will say, I don't collect Japanese, uh, but because I, I also missed out on the Tag All Stars last year and I missed out on the special set the year before that because I wasn't collecting back then. But man, I might buy the Japanese for this nonsense. Because are you looking at all the cards that are also just in the set? Yes, there's a lot of good reprints, including Crobat V, Eldegoss V, the Eldegoss that we got in Champions Path specifically. Eternatus is being reprinted, both the V and the VMAX. Chinchino's in there, Boss's Orders, Marnie, Professor's uh, Research, Zashian's in there, Zamazenta. The promo ones that we saw in uh the rest of the world that's the that's the reprints that are coming there there's bolt on double uh what's that pokemon rillaboom <laughs> and uh there's also a new like reverse hollow rarity it's like water droplets not water droplets oh. it's like if you were looking down at oh, a puddle yeah. of water and if you were looking down at a puddle of water and it was raining how there's like circles when the water hits the water that's basically what the reverse hollow looks like that is so cool i'm looking at that now um it, it's like i don't know like if this will come to america i hope so though it looks very cool i can tell you one card that's going to come to america eventually charizard <laughs> g max shiny i guarantee i mean let me back it up let me back it up for those people that want this set two months ago when two months ago when shiny star v was like first announced you could have bought you could have pre-ordered a box for 50 bucks, 50 bucks. Sean, now that there is a giant fire breathing lizard, what does a box go for? Do you have you looked? Because I know what it is. Uh, a box of what? A box of shiny star V. If you still want to pre-order it because it still hasn't released yet. Oh, I don't know. I haven't even I, I didn't. Even, I was just thinking, oh, maybe I should pre-order some because I want to open some. Let me tell you right now, it is $120 oh God, for a no. box. It's it is, Yeah, it, I know. But you know what? Look at what happened with Champion's Path when we found out that there is a shiny Charizard V and a rainbow Zard VMAX. Everybody said, to heck with MSRP. I'm cranking this baby up. Oh my. That's exactly what's going to happen with this set. And it's exactly what's happening. I mean, like, this is a whole different conversation that we'll actually have here in a couple of weeks when we get a professional Pokemon TCG collector on the podcast. We're currently trying to schedule the details and when that will come, but here in the next couple of weeks, you'll be hearing that. So subscribe now, leave a five-star review if you have not already of the Metapod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Anyways, where was I going with this? I don't know. Uh, I went on a tangent to like plug the podcast and I, I lost my train of thought. But anyways, so like it's a whole different conversation of like economics and supply and demand that like I don't really want to get into right now because a lot of people are pissed yo, off. Pre-order Charizard VMAX shiny. Somebody is listing a pre-order of the shiny already. And I'm like, how do you even have this? And it's $500. See, here's. Here's the thing about the pre-order, though, is that if you it's just like Champions Path, if you don't get the supply, 
you just cancel it and you give the money back. Like that's that's literally what it is. Like people like if you like with pre-orders, you don't actually have to have the product to set something up as a pre-order. Like we lit- again, we literally saw that with Champions Path. That's true. Like all the ET, like my ETB that got canceled. Um, <laughs> well, that was that was eventually resold for a higher price. But you get what I mean. Like a lot of people had seen like GameStop was a huge one. Like they got a lot of their stuff cut, a lot of their allocation. And we see we see like all these stores getting their allocation cut um, because they over allocated with like pre-orders and stuff. And they thought they were going to get all this in a bag of chips. But psych. Um, this is the same. I mean, that's the same concept pre-ordering a shiny Charizard V. I mean, the person is just thinking we're going to get enough and we'll take your money now, but we'll refund you if you don't. But if we do get it and we send it to you, we have secured you staying here and not somewhere else. So it's actually five head to get up your pre-order as soon as you hear this is announced. Because as soon as this is announced, people are going to start looking to do things like pre-order. And if you can secure those people, regardless of whether or not you get it or not, you've already won because you have secured those people for that opportunity to get it. I suppose, man, I'm just, uh, it's, so we talked about this, I think a few weeks ago, actually, I don't know. At some point I sort of mentioned that there's just been too many Charizards and, um, I, and I, it out. I said last year there were what you have in 2019, you have uh, Unbroken Bonds Charizard, Cosmic Eclipse Charizard, Hidden Fates Charizard. Uh, I'm not even counting. Team Up had a Charizard. Which one? Team Up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not even counting Team Up because like it's just a regular rare. So unless okay. you're getting a staff promo or something like that, like I don't think it's quite the same echelon. All right, I, I'll, I'll concede to that. But like you've got three high tier echelons and I'm not even counting alternate arts, regular arts, or full arts in that, mm-hmm. right? You have three. Mm-hmm. And then this year, you have Charizard VMAX regular. Charizard, I'm going to actually say you have the hyper rare Charizard VMAX, shiny Charizard, and I'm even going to say the full art that comes in the ETB is now in this category because I finding think it is the ETB too. is hard enough. So that's four that you have this year, also not counting the regular Charizard V that costs like two bucks. So next year in English, we're going to get, it's a, but that's, that's, that's seven Charizards that are chase cards within two years. It's exhausting. The, the Charizard promo card is going for about 25 bucks on yeah. eBay. And that's, that's a decent amount for a promo. And that's mm-hmm. only going to go up once the uh, ETB stop, you know, stocking anywhere the same way well, the, tree, the triple birds did. Well, we will see first that the, that Pokemon did issue a tweet. Yeah. They they like, I don't know if I've ever seen them do this. They specifically say, let me pull up the tweet, actually. Uh, Pokemon. Let me pull up my response they, to the tweet, too. <laughs> <laughs> if I get to just like scroll in and see it. Oh, man, they tweet. They have a lot of good tweets. Okay. Play Pokemon had tweeted, thank you for supporting the Pokemon TCG Champions Path expansion. We are aware that some fans have not been able to purchase the set at retail due to high demand. More Champions Path products will be printed and coming to retail locations in the coming weeks. I have never seen that before. No. Pokemon going out and saying, look, they didn't do this with Hidden Fates. Look, this is hard to find. We're going to print more for you. I don't think Hidden Fates was nearly as bad. If you want my honest opinion, 
Well, I mean, let's let's take a look within the last year. We have people like Gary V in yeah. the last year, in the last like four months talking just about, oh, you want to make money? Invest in Pokemon. So there's a whole group of people that are coming in. We have people like Logan Paul mm-hmm. just released a YouTube video about opening a base head booster box and talking about investing in stuff and breaking a booster box. That's a whole nother group of people that want to buy. And so you have all these people that you have this whole new audience that are in it to make money. Mm -hmm. So they take the entire shelves. It's not as much now as like, I want to pull like, or like, I want to get these cool cards or I want to like, there's a whole, I mean, I guess I think it's all resell. And like, it's, it's everybody. There's just way more people that have the goal to flip it. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does. And I think that's the biggest change between this year and last year, right? Like last year, I think there was plenty of people flipping and reselling Hidden Fates for a markup. I mean, like we, we were both there last year. We remember this. But I was able to go into a Target or a GameStop the day that it released, even like two or three days after it released in some cases. And yeah, you could say maybe I was a little lucky, but like I wasn't going crazy about it. I was able to just go into a couple places find some inventory. I was able to find like, I think one ETB at a comic book store that was limiting it to one per person. And you know, this was all within the what first was the two price? weeks. Huh? What was the price? Yeah. It was all retail. It was all MSRP. I spent $7 over MSRP in total of all in all hidden fates. And I opened a hundred plus packs easily. So I was able to find the product, you know, I just had to like over time, just look for it. Right. And they're still printing hidden fates. Mind you, it's still in Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now I actually found a hidden fates box while looking for champions path. Hell, I was surprised. So like, and now though, like I go out and like, you know, you heard my story about going out to, to find champions path. It just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist anywhere. And it's, you know, there's, we talked about this last week. It's just a whole different world. And the fact that Pokemon is actually like basically apologizing, saying, hey, guys, we're sorry we played this stupid game with everybody of like, hey, let's limit the product and then have very small waves of it come out for a whole year or more. Because that's what they're doing with Hidden Fates. They've had product of Hidden Fates rolling out in small batches for more than a year now. They're going to do the exact same thing with Champion's Path, but they've realized they really pissed a lot of people off. Because what happened is they didn't expect every single product to be bought up instantaneously. I'm going to rebuttal that. I don't think that Pokemon is doing an apology. I think that if you look at the last couple sets, there has been no way for Pokemon to be able to tell that there is going to be that much of a difference in demand from like Darkness Ablaze, which had gmax charizard in it you know and it's relatively easy to find darkness ablaze to champion's path which champion like holiday sets are always limited to an extent Mm -hmm. and they're always in that like cycle i just don't think that they realized i don't think they expect i don't think they expected based on the numbers of how stuff has been selling and even how hidden fates like we had just you had just mentioned how like hidden fates a holiday set that has a very high chase card in (laughs) charizard gx shiny um was still findable yeah you're right yeah this is more of a 
this is more of a hey we hear you guys that this is extremely tough to find for almost everybody so we're gonna we're gonna let you know that we're gonna try to increase the supply because we know that there is such a high demand this is a huge this is a huge thing i think that this is big yep and so what As, i, would say I mean every- from like a collector's aspect oh yeah and what i would say to everybody out there if you can don't pay absurd prices look if you want to pay a small amount over msrp for convenience i can't fault people even some lcs like like local card shops or whatever for mm-hmm. making a little bit extra profit on this set i really can't fault them to a degree but like double msrp or more i'm just like i'm out um and knowing all of this like it may be that all the product just sells out every time they release it i'm sure it that's what scalpers are going to do but there may be a window. I don't know how much more they're going to print, but there might be a window where prices start to come back down. If Pokemon properly flood is the wrong word, they're not going to flood the market. But if they properly release enough product in waves where it's like, okay, there's just not enough money to be spent by scalpers on this stuff if they can't sell their other product that they've already bought. That I think is the key. You just got to bleed the scalpers out of money so that... You know, like any business, I can't put, you know, $2,000, $3,000 into a product that then doesn't sell and then expect to go buy another $3,000 of the same product. I just don't, I, most people are not going to have that liquidity because most of these flippers and scalpers, they are not major businesses with, with bank loans, right? The majority of these people are just people with a few thousand, like I would, my guess would be two to $10,000 of liquidity, right? And they make money off of that two to $10,000 of liquidity. So there's only so much product they can sit on. That That's just my guess. For everyone that, it, I just want to say this. I don't know. This might be like the final thing that we talk about today about this. Because collecting, like this plays into a huge part of collecting um, that I want to get into when we bring in our guest, who is quite literally a professional collector, I would say. If you're upset that Pokemon is printing all of these Charizards, you don't understand business. I, I'm just going to say it. It's this is my view. This is not Sean's view. You can at me on Twitter. I because Charizard sells. And as a business, you make what's you make what sells, right? Yep. You're not going to make something that's not going to sell. So what what are you going to do in this set to try to sell and make money? It's Charizard. There's a reason that Champions Path is so hard to find. And there's a reason that Hidden Fates for a while was also pretty hard to find for a lot of people. Not everybody. But for a lot of people, Hidden Fates was hard to find and it was and and it's yep. it's pricey. Look at the look at the price of the Hidden Fates GXs. Like oh, yeah. look at look at all those evil like my my Espeon GX is worth like 80 bucks right now. And that's awesome. <laughs> and it's not even the highest evolution. So like if you're mad about Char- if you're mad about Charizard, you just don't understand business. And I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you because they're not going to stop. They're no, not they, going to stop. They're not going to stop. I will I will say, though, there is a point where you could reach a little bit of fatigue in a marketplace of like, I think they I do think that they need to maybe pump the brakes a hair with the number of Charizard specials that they're printing. Because I'm like, even I, I like Charizard. I have the shiny Charizard V card. It's very nice. But I'm telling you right now, I'm getting tired. I'm tired of chasing but because like I would love to chase other Pokemon cards. That's the thing, right? 
And when you print a Charizard in a set, it makes it very hard to chase any of the other cards in the set. That's the only other thing I'll say. So you, Jake, you may want to pull a full art hop one day, but it is. That's the only card that I want from this set. It is cost prohibitive for you to actually try to pull that card. Oh, yeah. I'm going to buy the single. (laughs) And then you'll have the single, which is great. But, you know, sometimes it's fun to pull the cards, but they've but when you print a Charizard in a set, it makes it cost prohibitive for collectors to pull to have that experience of pulling any of the other cards. So uh, that's just a little But I, I agree with you 100%. Like they're doing it because it prints money. And, and look, yeah, they're literally printing money. That's what they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's 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 just business. I mean, anyways, I want to save the rest of this of like the economics yes, of Pokemon 100%. cards and all that stuff. I want to save that for our guest coming soon because it's literally his career anyways to like analyze the business of Pokemon cards and whatnot. But speaking, going from the collecting side over to the competitive side. What is going what what is a big event going on right now that you have not participated in because you are in a big moment of your life of moving? I am in a big moment, but it is the Players Cup dose, the Players Cup two. Two, two players, two cup. Um, two players. No, stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Never mind. No, no, no. I know what you on. thought, but I'm thinking Fast and Furious. Thank you very much. You're, stop. Um, <laughs> we need to stop. But the Players Cup 2 is happening. We talked about it last week. We made our predictions. Uh, I wouldn't call them bold predictions, but we made some predictions on, like, you know, the fact that it may be more difficult in some regions than others. I don't think they are. That's a, not a difficult one. But we are now seeing... Maybe, maybe, you know, getting a sense of how many points you might need in order to qualify in the various regions. So, uh, Jake, do you want to walk us through what the current cutoffs are for each region? And I want you to give us your predictions for where that cutoff will end up. Okay, so I first want to have a disclaimer. Sean and I, while looking at the leaderboards, realized that we both logged in within like 30 seconds of each other to the leaderboards, we realized that we had different like discrepancy. We had different points in leaderboards. So these are rough estimates. Yeah. I want to say we, I have no idea now at this point, if this is the right one, cause Sean's is different. And I don't know if his is the right one, they're, but they're only a couple, they're only like one or two points different, but for whatever reason, our leaderboards are different. Same. I don't. They're not the same. Yeah, I don't understand. Maybe he's got. I think yours is probably more updated, but yeah, they're very minor. Either way, it it irks me, and that's a whole other reason why I'm I have a problem with the players' cup. Anyways, North America, the cutoff right now for top two fifty six is forty three points at the time of this recording. It is five fifty p.m. on a what day is it? Monday, Monday night. Europe, twenty two points to make top 256 Latin America 21 points and then Oceania for the top 128 because that is the only region that is doing 128 it is six points so if you if you actually follow me on Twitter you will know that I have started as of yesterday Sunday I started a kind of thread showcasing you know I'm going to update every single day what is the the point totals for for the players cup to be able to qualify. What is the top 256 cut? What is the top 128 cut? So go follow me at Trisha's Jake if you want to see daily updates. But for the Metapod, 43 is honestly like a pretty good number, I feel like right now. I think in order to make it 
into the Players Cup, at least in North America, you're going to be around like 75, I think, is the is the good number to where like if you have if you have 100 points, I don't think you have to worry if you have 100 or if you have actually like 93, I would say between 93 to 100 points. Like, I think you're actually pretty safe to make it in. I don't think you really have to worry. Like, you're fine. But if you're at like, if you're at like the 70 to 80, that's where I kind of feel like, like, you've got a really good shot to make it in. But there's a point where you could get bubbled at like 260, you know? Yep. I also don't know what distinguishes like ties. So like if you if you are 256 with 43 points and you're and Sean is 257 with 43 points. I don't know what puts you at 256 and 257. Like that is, mm-hmm. I don't know if we know that. I don't know if that's like number of tournaments won or like what you're at. Well, it's not even no. what your average because if your average would yeah, be the same, the same, like um, I don't, I don't know what it would be. Uh, yeah, who knows? I wouldn't. It's I don't even think it matters to speculate. Look, if you get bumped because you have and you have the same number of points as the person above you, if you're number 257 or whatever. You know, pour one out. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, all I can say from the back. You <laughs> saved yourself unlucky. some time and you still had an accomplishment. You, you know what you could do? Just do the same thing we all do. Blame PTCGO. That's all you can yeah. do. <laughs> Darn PTCGO not being updated and letting me do two supporters in one turn. Have exactly. we talked about that, by the way? <laughs> no. I. So, so you've played in a few of these cu- uh, cup games, right? What's mm-hmm. it like out there? I've- I hear the stories, but what's it like for you? So I have played, I've only played seven tournaments to date. I played five with Eternatus and I, I played two, two with Decidueye. And I kid you not, it is either I win the entire thing or I lose in the first round. There's no in between. I do not stop in that middle round or I don't get second. It's either first or last. I don't get it, but I feel like there's a in in the seven tournaments that I've played, I feel like a lot of people are prepared for Eternatus, if that makes sense. Like, Hmm. like Eternatus, like, and I've seen this actually as results. We're not really going through like all the different tournaments that have gone on and um, that type of thing. But I I've seen this in the last couple of tournaments results that I've um, that I've looked at. There's not too much Eternatus going on in the top eight, I would say. There's not like Eternatus is pretty arguably, in my opinion, much, much worse than when I was giving Sean a bunch of shit for Eternatus running the leaderboards. <laughs> I mean, Crushing Hammer go burr, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody's playing Crushing Hammers in those decks. If you hit one, like that sets back Eternatus for a turn. Yeah. Right. And that inherently makes it so much harder, which is why, like, I want Eternatus to start playing turbo patches. But then, like, you're just all the games are just based on coin flips and whether or not uh, uh, ADPZ has boss or not. Like, it's all it's very weird. And then one thing that I've noticed is. Throughout this, I had a conversation with uh, Tate Weitzel. So, Tate, if you ever listen to this, shout out to you. Had a good conversation about this. Short on Twitter. You may have seen it in, in the thread. But if you compare Eternatus to ADPZ and you look at like the different counters, it is much easier to counter Eternatus than it is ADPZ, I feel like. 
it it's much easy like there's there's oh, yeah. clear counters that you can use for for alternatives you can play a fighting deck you can play control you can play something with crushing hammers with adpz they go so fast and they have so many outs like what are you gonna do are you gonna play guardy like all right zashian one shots you you gonna play like are you gonna try to play a fairy deck like even control the the I mean, Sander actually just won the Atlas Mini uh, with Excadrill Control, so shout-outs to you. But, like, matchup-wise, Eternatus doesn't do great against Control. And so, but ADP is fine, because ADP, as long as they get to alter creation, they just gust you up one time, two times, three times, and then that's it. You don't even have to play two prizes with with control because control is so slow because you don't have things like Beloba and Bryson man anymore to accelerate that game against that deck. So it's so much more difficult in my opinion to counter ADPZ. And I see like all these people, like I can't remember specific names off the top of my head, but I see like, Oh, I got a hundred points. I only played ADPZ. I I'm I'm 20 keys in and I've got 60 some points. I've only played ADPZ. I I this that the other ADPZ ADPZ ADPZ. I've only played ADPZ because I just want to qualify. ADPZ is literally the best deck that you can choose. I'm not kidding. Like I think it's the best deck that you can choose. I mean I haven't played any games with it. I haven't played any tournaments with it. But it's just like I see all these people play it and I think about the different matchups. ADPZ can run with any deck. It can run with any deck because of alter creation. So as long as you get the alter creation off, specifically turn one, like you always have a shot to win the game, in my opinion. I mean, look, I, I that's the thing, right? ADPZ, if ADPZ does what it wants, then it's game which over. Which is very good at. And, and which even, it's, and even it's very Crushing good. Hammer, right? Crushing Hammer, you could argue Crushing Hammer makes it really tough, but reality... You have metal saucers. If you know your opponent might play crushing hammer, you don't attach water, right? You don't know yeah. this because it's like these tournaments. You don't have open deck list, but still be conservative. Don't attach water turn one. If you, if you have turn one, then you metal saucer, whatever it was back on attach energy switch. Like it's, it's so you're right. It's, it's absolutely, it's very difficult to counter ADP. And I think the decks that do it well, um, I think Torkoal, if, the, if you get the right build off uh, and, you, and you get a good start, I think Torkoal could manage it, but it's still, you're, you're still in a situation where if they hit the nuts, they hit the nuts and, and you lose. There's, and plus, matter. like you, you could hit the nuts yourself, but you could still lose because you're yeah. playing a bunch of two prizes that turn into three prizes and your two prizes are super squishy and get one shot by Zashian. But then even if you're not playing ADPZ, just whatever deck that you're playing, it's probably not as consistent. Yeah. I would say, especially with something like Torkoal or I don't uh, the Glycopod. Like it's probably not as consistent as ADP, right? Even though those decks kind of do pretty decent against ADP, I would say. Yeah. No, I mean, you're absolutely, the, the, at the end of the day, it just comes down to the fact that like, you have this one deck that if you're in a best of one and all you got to do is win three games to win it all. I mean, hell, all you got to do is win the first game to get any points, right? Yeah. 
If you, you just got to win game, the first round. If you win the first, if you were to go into all these 50 tournaments, right? And you were to win the first round, the law of averages probably say that like either losing in the second round or you will, you will also make the finals and maybe not win. Maybe sometimes you'll win. But if you could get a deck that could guarantee you a first round win, basically way more often than not, you will qualify for the players cup. You just will. Um, just because that's so many guaranteed points versus somebody who's like, I got zero points. And so now to make that same average that this person playing ADPZ is going to get, you know, it, 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 the gulf just becomes so much larger. And, um, and that's why you're seeing on this Players' Cup, everybody's just playing ADPZ. And if you're in a mirror, then you're like, fingers crossed, and that's the whole game, <laughs> you know? Yeah, did you win the coin flip, and did you get to use boss first? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who got their GX first, and who bossed first? After that, see ya. We're done here. Oh, yeah. and then you just and then you just queue up for the next one so like i don't think there's a huge issue with the players cup but something that there's i've <laughs> let me let me i should have stated this way sooner but like a five tournaments with eternatus and realizing this is an incredibly small sample size you know i i probably sh i probably should have played like 10 to 15 but i actually want to qualify for the players cup tournament so like and that's why I kind of stopped at five. I started playing Decidueye. I'm one and one with Decidueye on winning and going out in the first round. So again, to my statement of I either win win the entire thing or I lose immediately. Um, Decidueye seems fine because in the decks that I've played against to the point, like even the one that I lost, I had a good matchup with. I just got super. I just got super unlucky because they played. A god tier amount of heads on crushing hammers, and I just couldn't keep up. Yeah. So, so I just got unlucky. But even like to say, I think if you know how to play, like if you're Edward Valencia, I keep saying this dude's name every single week because <laughs> he's a he's a pretty good Decidueye player. If you're if you're like him and you just grind out games Decidueye left and right, and you feel really confident with the deck, like you could you could do really well with that because. Literally, I don't think really anybody is ready to face off against against Decidueye. Like, what what is what is the best deck to face off against a rogue wise like Golisopod? Right? Uh, the How best many people deck to are face playing off against anything with Volcanian? <laughs> yeah, like, Volcanian. I mean, Centiscorch. even then, That's like Centiscorch the doesn't play. have. I mean, because because most of them are playing like weakness guard energies now. Decidueye. Uh, so yeah. like. True. Unless your Santa Scorch is like Cashman's that's playing that Garatina from Unified Minds, like, like I don't really know if you have the greatest it's, look, matchup. It's, I still think you're. I would argue that it, you're it makes still it way favored. more fair. It makes it yeah. way more equal, at but, least. But I mean, to your yeah, to your point, outside of Santa Scorch, which is like, and here's the thing. Actually, it's funny. I think all the Crushing Hammers make Santa Scorch a better deck because, like. Senate Scorch is like, okay, I don't care. Torkoal actually gets hurt by Crushing Hammer because Torkoal needs four energy to do the attack that it wants to do, right? So a Crushing yeah. Hammer on the right turn, and if they don't have a welder, like it's that's super annoying. Like finding welders is hard enough, man. Especially like, if you make them go first. Yeah. You make them go first because you want a Volcanian turn two, right? You make them go first. They attach that one energy. You hit a crushing hammer heads on it. And then all of a sudden, now they need two more turns to be able to attack. Oh, yeah. Unless they're playing Turbo Patch. And that's the thing. So Senna Scorch, I think Senna Scorch has gotten so much better as crushing hammer gets better. Anyways. 
Um, Do you think Crushing Hammer should be banned? No, 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 no. Crushing Hammer is perfectly... I don't think so either. I think Crushing Hammer is a great card, honestly. Like, we complain about ADP. We complain about all these things. And a Crushing Hammer, I think, is actually a good equalizer for that stuff. It's super annoying because it's very sacky, as they say. It's all luck-based. But, I mean, look, for every game that you have uh, lost because somebody hits three out of their four or four out of their four heads, 100%, the ones you don't remember are the games where they hit all tails and give you that big sad face on PTCGO. You don't remember those because you end up winning those. Yeah, it's... uh, I think Crushing Hammer is mainly just like... Crushing Hammer's always been a good card, but it was only like played in control Mm -hmm. because like that's part of control, right? You would use those cards because you could always like bring them back. And if you hit that 50%, like it's there. But now that the format is so fast... Mm -hmm. It's so it's so quick and you have to somehow try to stay ahead like everybody just plays crushing hammers because, again, like we mentioned it already with not only Torkoal, but Eternatus, you know, you need that like extra turn to be able to stay up. Bro, I just thought of uh, the craziest idea. No, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. What if you put Welder in Eternatus? What the hell are you talking about? It are you drunk? One, it needs one. Are you dark, okay? It needs one dark and one colorless. You could totally do. You're like, I don't know, man, Tapu Coco or something. <laughs> I don't know. I shot as a channel I fireball. It. I want to apologize. Sean has officially <laughs> lost his mind on this podcast. I just, you know, they, they give me something like that, that it's just like, you know, one dark, one colorless. And clearly Pokemon has in their brain. That, like, maybe you should be pairing Eternatus with something else. I don't know. You would have to play Viridian Force, and you could not play the Dark City Slowbro package. You would either have to play Giant Hearts or Viridian Force, and I feel like Viridian is just much better. Yeah, you're right. Viridian would definitely be much better. Or you could do, like, Giant Hearts and Energy Spinners. Yeah. You you just need a way to be able to get your... You could do Energy Spinners and Piers. I think Energy Spinner is probably a better option because Viridian Forest helps out so oh, much yeah. of the meta no, right no, now. You like you had a Anybody? you match up a normal actual like good Eternatus deck. You help out heck you help out WAP too. No no yeah you, you yeah, Viridian Forest, I honestly think Viridian Forest is such a it's a card that if you have to, if you're playing Viridian Forest in your deck, you really need to reevaluate because you're helping other people way too much. It's such a double-edged sword right now. Like, you, not only that, you help anything that plays Metal Saucers yes. so much. So, I want to, I want to get in, in this last thing of our, our Fantasy League now. I think we've talked about Players' Cup stuff for a bit. I want to move on to the Fantasy League, if that's all right with you, Jake. Yeah, I, uh, let me, give me like yes. 10 seconds, because I, I was at home over the weekend for my sister's baby shower, and I didn't really pay attention to anything fantasy-wise, I'm going to be honest. So, so do you know, I don't know. I don't really know how any of the results went. I oh, don't snap. know. I mean, I know matchups and stuff. So, oh, you don't know how fill the me results in. went, though. Hmm. Uh, yeah, fill I, I me know in. my results. I don't know yours. Ah, sugar plums. We'll figure it out after the podcast. We'll but I can out. tell you at least like who I'm going to start. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 You have the list of people for week three, and we'll figure out points and we'll reveal that next week. It'll be a big reveal. Um, but I Wait, actually, let, do you know who your results were that faced off against me? I don't off the top of my head. I would have to look back. Oh I just I watched videos and then circled the people that I started uh, <laughs> that won and put X's next to the people that that lost. 
You're, but I got you three points out of making six. Making me lose my mind. I got you got three out of six? six? I, I think you did better than me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, Tablemon, Tablemon has had a rough start. <laughs> he's, I, think he's I mean, I just want to talk about how I can't start the right people. Because I think Azul lost again. Um, I, yeah, he, he played... <laughs> He was just like, he played, oh God, who did he play? Uh, Rare Candy. He played oh, yeah. Rare Candy. And Rare Candy, Eric, played like Obstagoon, Altaria Obstagoon, and Decidueye Obstagoon. <laughs> just like completely five-headed what Azul was going to pick and just played like all, the, like, uh, I don't know. It's just been a little bit too predictable. So my number one pick has uh, not performed the way that I wanted it to. But okay. So I'll go, I'll let you pick yours for this week. I already have mine written down for this week. My Actually, you have yours written down because I'm yes. still writing mine down. Yeah, I, I, I'll go first with my starters. So for me, I'm going to stop sleeping on Rare Candy. And my first starter is going to be Rare Candy against Rahul Reddy. Rahul is a great player. Uh, but a couple things that I know after watching some games now, Rahul, he's a great player, but he hasn't played in that many online tournaments. He And I know that Eric doesn't necessarily either, but... As a content creator, I know that Eric plays a lot more PTCGO than Rahul has been playing. So I'm going to give Rare Candy the edge over Rahul there just from a, a you know amount of experience with this format. The second person I'm picking, I'm going to pick, this is the Battle of the Omnipokes this week, actually. Picking, oh, yeah. I, you know what? If, if we're going to do it, I'm just going to pick Joe over Jack because I got Joe on my team and Joe has not let me down. He's 2-0 right now. So I'm picking Joe. My next one, this is, uh, is going to be tough, but you know what? As you said, Azul has been very predictable. And uh, so I'm going to pick Luke from Celio's network to take down Azul GG. And you know what? I will say, if this happens, if Azul's 0-3, I think that will be maybe the biggest shocker of the OPOP league at this point uh, if Azul uh, doesn't get past Celio's this week. And then my last three, I am... Going to pick Flex Daddy Righteous over Mitch and the Sableyes. Mitch, nothing against you, but I think uh, I think Flex Daddy Righteous. I think uh, JW is going to bounce back from last week, uh, or maybe I can't remember if he won last week, but he, he lost the first week. I think he's going to do well this week. Flex Daddy Righteous. I Fine. think the one game that I watched or was able to watch because it came out a little bit earlier was Zapdos versus Purple Cliff, which they're facing off for a second week in a row. Interesting. Um, which I yeah, I think that's kind of weird, but um, I'm going to be going Zapdos because Zapdos won that matchup originally. Purple Cliff has been playing fantastic, I think, but um, Zapdos, even through like bad matchups, I think kind of overpowered a little bit. So I'm going to go with Zapdos this week. I, I, I've paid for it last week and uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to go with the safer pick. I am like nervous about these picks because I know that I have not been doing as well as I want. Well, hold I got to go on, with this. What? You have two more. Oh, I'm sorry. Six. I did rare candy. Six and I got excited. No, that's fine. That's fine. We'll come back. I'll just do it real quick. I'm going to pick Tablemon, Tablemon over PTCG radio. And then finally, Shay, our good friend Shay. From the Slowpoke well, I have not picked him two weeks in a row, and he he delivered last week, and I gotta I gotta go with Shay this week. He's on a he's on a roll. Now it is you. So Zapdos. Okay, so I'm going Zapdos TCG again. Matchup with Jack last week, Purple Cliff. 
uh, ended up winning that. So I'm just going to say that that's going to happen second week in a row. I'm going to say I'm going to pick Azul and Tricky Jim. I didn't pick Andrew Mahone last week. I don't know how he did, but I feel like I got to get something going. I got to pick my first two picks for this week. So Azul over Celios and then uh, Tricky Jim over Trainer Chip. I think Andrew's going to have a hard time with Trainer Chip because Chip has been Chip's been on fire. But I got to get something going. I got to get something going. I'm going to go with Lil Dark Fury. I again, like he's he's probably my MVP so far. I've really liked his play up to this point. I didn't get to watch last week, but I haven't heard bad things. So I'm hoping that's good. And then I Caterpie because I Caterpie was playing some control not too long ago. And uh, if, if, if you can play control, you can win some matchups. So <laughs> especially with Sander pumping out a new list. I don't know. I don't know. So there's my six. Very nice. Okay. So those are our sixes. We will update everybody next week as to the what our score is um, once we get all the results in. So, uh, so you'll see what the score changed. Last week, we were tied at two and two. So we're going to take a week off from telling you the score, and then we'll tell you the score. So but Sean is at least at five. I am at five, yes. And, and Jake is unknown at this point. Jake is unknown because Jake, uh, Jake was uh, visiting some family over the weekend, and, and I literally didn't do anything work-wise. It was awesome. Well, it was refreshing. Um, yeah. And uh, outside of all that, I just want to wish Jake uh, all the best of luck. I know he's he's uh, working for a new client. He's uh, I, I don't know if you wanted me to. I'm not going to mention who it is, but you're working. I'm for not going to mention it either because it's not like actually official. We're doing yes. a test run. Video comes out on Thursday. Follow me on Twitter. Atrocious Jake. I will post the video and beg and cry and plea for everyone to like the video and leave a nice comment and say wow jake is such a good editor so then they can keep me for longer i'm just kidding it's a it's a real great guy we've actually had we had the interview on sunday night and uh we've kind of just been talking like all day today um so i i think it'll go well but i still would like support on the first video so everybody metapod myself and everybody give jake give jake your uh your awesome vibes for uh that editing and that video coming out on Thursday. Uh, and yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Jake, anything else before we head out? If you live in Japan, if we have any listeners from Japan, I don't know. Sean doesn't show me the statistic. He just Tony, says Tony that Lay, I, if you're listening, he, he just tells me that Jake, you need to do better. Jake, you need to be better. <laughs> he doesn't actually, t- I'm just kidding. He shows me what the statistics are, but I don't know off the top of my head. If we have anybody from Japan, do we? You said a name. I mentioned Tony Lay. I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but he's on Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, if there's anybody that li- if there's anybody that listens from Japan, I would like to talk to you about getting this Nessa box that I had mentioned from Shiny Star V. I will pay the shipping. I will pay for the box. I'll I'll do whatever. I I just want I I need it. I need it real bad. That's my final words. Okay. Also, I'm going to need to connect with you to ship you your four Altarias. Yeah. That's right. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. And so did like nine other people who liked it. I know. Like You're I popular. Said, I've opened a champion, a bunch of champions path and I have so many dupes. So <laughs> Altaria coming your way. Um, you're, yeah. you're awesome. Oh, you're awesome. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Fireball extraordinaire <laughs> superstar, uh, by the way. 
All right, I'm blushing. Channel I'm blushing. Fireball. Let's let's Channel let's, Fireball let's talk to me. Goodbye. Help. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.